I'm feeling spooked already, brother. Happy Halloween. Yes, indeed, Q. It is Hallow's Eve. It is the Eve of Hallow's. And this is our bonus episode. It's a tradition now, brother. We're not grave digging tonight like we were last last year. That was fun. But uh, go back and listen to that one. If you haven't heard it, it was a blast. We covered a band called The Undoing of David Wright. Those guys know how to how to bring the spooks, man. That's right. So yeah, Q, this is our this is our annual Halloween episode. And uh I mean this is it's been a scary year just in general, Q. I feel like we you know, a lot of times people are like, Oh man, I love this time of year, you know. You know, I get I like to scare myself, watch Halloween and, uh, you know, watch scary movies and dress up in costumes and stuff. It's like, dude, we've been scared shitless the entire year as a as a collective uh, globe, right? It's 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 been shit. Yeah, this is an around. interesting interesting year on the uh, the blip of human existence. Um, but yeah, what are you going to do, Q, if a um, trick-or-treater, you know, knocks on your door? What's the plan? What are you going to do? I don't know, but I mean, let's think about our options here. You can get a nice big PVC pipe and just like hold it up and then just like drop the candy through the pipe and it just kind of lands in their bucket. That way, you know, hey, you can maintain distance and still provide treats. So you're talking like at an angle? Sure. Like a downward angle so it slides into the bucket? Yeah. I mean, think about it. They're kids. They're short. Well, I was thinking maybe like blow dart style. Okay. Just <laughs> smack him right in the face. <laughs> yeah, that that is another. Nothing but candy corn, unwrapped candy yeah, corn. Yeah, that's another great option. Is just blow to dart style. Throw it at them too. You know. Yeah. You got lots of lots of options. I heard one of my coworkers. He's gonna just put a bunch of like lollipops. He's gonna stab them in the ground, <laughs> and they can just grab a lollipop, which I think is kind of cool. Of course, there's gonna be a kid that grabs like. 10 of them or whatever, but you know oh, what? Of course. Good for that kid. There's always that one kid, man. But think about it, man. This is a relatively safe thing in the year of the pandemic. You know, you, you're interacting with them for maybe 10 seconds at most. They they probably are going to have a mask on already. Everybody's going to be dressed up as a as a nurse or a doctor. You already have the mask sure. on. Sure. Zombie nurse, zombie yeah. doctor. Done. Done. But all right, Q. If you are a, a horror movie aficionado, you may have recognized the song that played us in. That was the theme from The Fog, which came out in 1980. This was a John Carpenter film starring Jamie Lee Curtis, um, you know, fresh out of the, uh, the, 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 the grips of Michael Myers. Um, John Carpenter said, you know, I'm going to use Jamie Lee Curtis again. I'm going to make a film about... Creeping death is one word you could use. But yeah, the fog is basically about... It's about fog, Q. <laughs> have, you <seen> the, <laughs> have, you, have you seen the film? No, but um, this guy that I work with on the weekends, he he highly suggested it. He's been in an 80s horror kick recently. It's uh, the best decade for horror, no doubt. But um, yeah, it's about a fog that sort of brings in this ghost pirate ship Ooh, cool. kind of thing. Really cool special effects and stuff. But yeah, if you haven't guessed, we're talking about John Carpenter and his ginormous influence on not only like horror movie 
soundtracks, but Synthwave, right? Nods to John Carpenter all the time. Uh, and we're going to play something that, that um, sort of speaks to his legacy. And uh, But yeah, we're going to focus on one soundtrack in particular. Um, I just wanted to play that theme song because it's like the perfect, like, it just sounds like the theme song to, to Halloween in general, right? It had that organ in the beginning of it, right? The cool little piano line. It gave me a proper spook, dude. So it's perfect. Good. Um, but yeah, many, many of you would, would, you know, when you think John Carpenter and music, you immediately think of the Halloween theme song, right? That spooky ass piano. Super eerie piano. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, but if you're a fan of, of the Halloween franchise, you probably remember not being too thrilled with Halloween 3. Is that the one where he's in a, where he busts out of a hospital or something? No, that's the second one. Okay. Uh, Halloween 3, Q, doesn't feature Michael Myers in the film. What? And a lot of people were like, what the fuck? You know, how can we have a Halloween film without Michael Myers? Is he even like brought up in the film? Like, is it, is, is Jamie Lee Curtis in it? Is the the same universe? Yeah, it's the same universe, but he's, he's just not in it. And it's been a while since I've seen it, but basically the idea, it's, it's really silly if, when you break it down, but basically it is about a, this, this company that makes masks for kids to wear called the Silver Shamrock Company. And basically the masks fucks with you, basically. I don't know. It's it like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen it. That's the, beside the point. The point is... Well, I mean, I think IMDb covers it nicely. Kids all over America want Silver Shamrock masks for Halloween. That's yeah, says, that's all it says. <laughs> but no, um, obviously there's some, some carnage involved, right? Because it's a Halloween film. But the point I'm trying to get at, Q long-windedly as usual is that this is to me one of his best films scores sorry one of his best scores um i think i stand by dude i fucking love the thing have you seen the thing no man dude. I'm sorry i know i know i'm sorry you've got to watch that man that I'm is so sorry that is one of the best horror films of all time and and i apologize to everyone else who's listening who just screamed yeah out loud. i'm sorry i mean i don't get me wrong i love the first halloween that's like a fucking legend, legendary film, right? And that one I've seen countless yeah, times. Yeah, it's great. And it holds uh, up. It's a fucking I'm going to make a promise to you all on this Hallow's Eve. I will watch it tonight. The Thing? Oh, dude, you're going to love it. It's got some of the best practical special effects in, in movie history. I mean, just mind-boggling, dude. Yeah, I don't know what, what I'm waiting for, but... Oh, my God, dude. It's, it's no time like the present, brother. And there's definitely no time like Halloween. Yes. Anyway, this is a lot of talking. Let's play some tunes here. So, as you may or may not know, John Carpenter is known for his synth uh, music. And um, specifically, Q, he used an EMS VCS3 synth. I don't know what that means either. thought that sounded familiar. But (laughs) anyway, um, and I think we even played, we played um, a track off of uh, Escape from New York in our Calm Truths episode because we talked a little bit about the history of Synthwave and stuff like that, right? The score for Halloween 3 features a very heavy like synth score, which is why it's my favorite of the Halloween scores. But also I think it's got some of the coolest, most... um, Synth wavy cue 
music and uh, of all of his work until he gets to his later stuff, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> all right, Q. We're going to play the second track on the record. I couldn't tell you what scene's playing in the film because I haven't seen it in years, Q. But this is John Carpenter and Alan Howarth, which is somebody he collaborated with quite a bit. But this song is called, are you ready? This is the perfect name, Q, for Halloween night. I'm ready. Chariots of Pumpkins. about it very atmospheric very atmospheric mood setting very synth wavy um you know that sounds like new synth wave that's coming out now yeah and what i should say is they sound like him right they they are emulating him and you know other synth wave pioneers like vangelis georgia mordor tangerine dream um these are all people that Artists that synthwave musicians of today kind of look back to, you know. So yeah, Q, uh, Carpenter basically, um, he said that he didn't really have any interest in synthesizers other than the fact that they provided a way for him to sound big with just a keyboard. So, you know, if you listen to, like if you pay attention to the, the score and stuff on the very first Halloween, right? Like he would do these, uh, you would call them like stings, right? It would just be this like loud and sudden uh, like synth sound basically that would kind of coincide with Michael like killing somebody or something like that, right? Well, think like the movie Psycho with the, you know, draw the shower curtains back. Yeah, that's that's definitely similar. Yeah. But um, anyway, like basically he used, you know, the tool that just allowed him to sound like more than just a keyboard, right? Although the irony is that the Halloween theme song is just that piano, you Individual know? Individual keys. Dude, man, that score holds up. It is so effective. Yeah, man. 
I love that soundtrack, man. Even even the the uh, man, what was her name? The the character um, that that Michael is after. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. No, <laughs> Lori. Her name is Lori. Her theme song, even her theme song, is great. What I'm saying is, Q, you need to listen to the the Halloween soundtrack if you want to spook yourself out even more tonight. Um, with the lights off and shit, do it. Oh. I'm already going to watch the thing, dude. What else? You know, I'm so... Dude, probably okay. I'm sure I'm going to be spooked enough. Are you telling me legitimately that you've never seen it? That is correct, sir. Oh, dude. I am jealous right now that you, that you get to watch it and experience it. It's one of the most effective horror movies. It's got a great... I, I love horror films that kind of revolve around like isolation, you know? Oh, yeah. Group A group of people trapped somewhere, you know? Hey, don't... Spoil it. <laughs> what else we got, bro? You got any other songs for us? We're going to play a couple more tracks. So, this candy's not getting any sweeter, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, we got to wrap this up before the kids start knocking on the door. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to I just wanted to play one more track. Let's jump down. This song is called Local Boy No Way. so effective dude you know what for for a movie that doesn't have michael myers in it i could just picture him like walking through a house with all the lights off like looking for his next victim yeah with that song playing yeah too bad it doesn't happen but yeah um the music stands by itself right like it it, it uh yeah. it stands on its own scary um, dude all right q one more song I wanted to play something a little bit more modern just to talk about Carpenter's legacy, right? I'm curious if you, if, if any, any, I don't know, what's, what's a TV show that came out in the last, you know, few years that just dominated pop culture when it, when it came out and stranger, stranger things. Exactly. Yes, sir. And they specifically, you know, were paying homage to, Carpenter and other 80s film scores, right? But specifically Carpenter in, in some of these songs, right? So I wanted to play 
a song that to me just screams Carpenter. And it sounds like some of the stuff that we heard on the Halloween three, the two tracks that we played. So um, we're going to listen to a song off the very first uh, season of Stranger Things. The song, of course, is the creepiest song. And it is the the theme song, maybe, perhaps, if you will, to the Upside Down. And Ooh, it's called yeah. The Upside Down. All right, here we go, Q. And this is, of course, let me let me just say the names here. Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein. Makes me want to go back and watch the entire series again. Yeah. Um, the first season is just so great, man. I love the first season. They do such a great job just building the, the universe, you know. So many nods to to classic 80s films, too. It's it's kind of impressive. Like, if, there's, there's some YouTube videos out there where you can find um, people that break down every Easter egg, every nod, you know. And it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, dude. Um, just from the opening scene, you know. Um, anyway. All right, Q. That was that. I look at some synth horror music, specifically John Carpenter. Um, but yeah, man. Um, number one, go watch the thing right now, Q. Uh, you promised that you would. I will. I promise. We're eager to hear your 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 thoughts on it next week, Q. Okay. Totally. Um, I got you. I'm John, dude. I'm telling you. Get some uh, some depends ready, as in <laughs> some diapers. Adult diapers? Yeah. Okay. You're going to have to turn the light on when you sleep tonight, for sure. But no, this is one of the greatest horror sci-fi films of all time. I'm actually reading up on John Carpenter right now. This was a few years ago. I hope it's still a thing, but apparently... He has mentioned interest in making a film based on Dead Space, the video game series, which would be phenomenal. But that's like perfect John Carpenter, um, you know, story, you know, Dead Space. Perfect. Aliens in space. Cool. 
Dude, speaking of space, have you seen Killer Clowns? From outer space? space? No. Dude. You know how many people just screamed out loud when they heard that? That one's that's just a goofy like cult classic. Yeah. You should watch it, man. It's it's fun. Yeah, I might maybe I'll pull that up tomorrow, Q. Do it, man. All right. Um So yeah, Q. That's it. That was our Halloween episode. Um I gotta get my candy ball out here, you know. Oh yeah. And uh figure out some way to safely distribute this candy. Maybe I'll throw it at them. I'm I'm going with blow dark. I like the blow dark. <laughs> All right, man. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, hey, if you want to find out more about us, go to our website, nofillerpodcast.com. I'm not going to go through the whole spiel. This is a bonus episode. <laughs> you know. All right. Yeah. But yeah, Twitter, at nofillerpodcast. Find us there. And that's that, man. Next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, you, because I don't even know what day it is besides <laughs> Halloween. It's Halloween, dude. It's Halloween. <laughs> um, but... It's October 31st, 2020. All right, Q. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.